ladies and gentlemen. This is the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. You are tuned in to a cutting-edge broadcast today. Let me tell you something. We're, we're going to talk about some issues that you're not going to hear just about anywhere else. We have an amazing guest, actually two, John and Jolene Hamill. They're going to talk about their new book. Buckle up and welcome to The Remnant. All right, I am pumped up. I'm so thankful that you're here. Listen, we've got so many different things that we're going to talk about today. In this first segment, before we get to John and Jolene, I want to talk about America. I want to talk about the covenant that was made. I often say Israel was chosen by God. America chose God. And that God wants to restore the foundations in this nation. That he's not done with America. That he's on the move. In fact, I believe we're on the cusp of the greatest awakening, the greatest revival in the history of mankind before the Lord returns. I, want, I really feel like we all need to understand the story of, of the spies that went into the promised land and, and be the two and not the ten. In other words, know that the God of heaven and earth is with us. He's not left us. It's not time to back down. It's not time to just, you know, be a recluse. And just sit in there and wait to be raptured out of here. That's not what God is wanting us to do right now. In fact, just the opposite. He says, occupy until he comes. And so it's really easy to get caught up in all the nonsense and the fake news media and the prophets of Baal and all the things that they have to say and tell us and, oh, my goodness, this and that. But we've got to remember the God that we serve. And that's I hope that as you listen to this program that that will help you in doing just that, that this broadcast will help you in growing and going deeper in your faith and understanding the God that we serve, our identity in Jesus Christ. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We are citizens of heaven, and the Lord has given us authority to bind and to loose. He says, what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. He says that we have the authority in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit to pull down the strongholds. We see our nation is under attack. We see President Trump is under attack, and I believe when they attack him, they're actually attacking us because there is a, a corrupt group that is unfortunately doing everything that they can, everything that they can think of, but they are going to fail. And so for the next few minutes here, I want to read a prophetic word that God gave me. If you haven't read this yet, I don't often get these, and when I do, I, I like to share them because... When the Lord gives me a word, it's like fear and trembling. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't, I don't take it lightly. And I was doing a broadcast the other day, and all of a sudden I felt the Spirit of the Lord come upon me, and he gave me this word. And uh, I just I had to write it down, and I spent time in the secret place, and it was just a whole process that God does. And the word was, as far as they go, it will be done to them. That's the name of the word. As far as they go, it will be done to them. And so for the next few minutes, before we have our guests today, John and Jolene Hamill, which, by the way, you're going to be rocked by this interview. I'm telling you, uh, this was like an, an out-of-the-park uh, interview. I mean, they just are spot on in what they are saying. And I really, uh, I don't often promote books, but I have to tell you, their book, I'm, I'm going to get it because after hearing their interview. So stay tuned for that. But let me read this word. As far as they go, it will be done to them. So in recent months, the Lord has spoke specifically about several key happenings in the Word of God with prophetic significance and relation to this critical hour. First, he showed me we're at Mount Carmel, and you can find that in 1 Kings 18, 20 through 40, and that the prophets of God are calling out the prophets of Baal, that we're at a pivotal apex moment in history, 
and that we must take our positions and stand boldly for the truth and righteousness. And if you want a scripture that affirms that, you can go to 2 Chronicles 20, and that's where God went before the people of Israel. But they had to take their position and stand. Then he reminded me of the Red Sea and how he parted the waters at the 11th hour. And many of those who had just been set free had wanted to turn back. Do you remember this? Into captivity because they lacked the faith and the fortitude to believe that God was willing and able to deliver them once again. Yet what did he do? He delivered them. If you want a scriptural reference for that, it's found in Exodus 14. Now, he then took me to the book of Numbers and spoke to me about how the 12 spies went into the promised land in order to give a report and an account of what they saw. But here's the problem with that, okay? Only two of the 12 believed that the same God who had just delivered them from captivity in Egypt, who had just took them through the Red Sea, which simultaneously devoured their enemies, and who had now set them up to take the promised land, you know, the land filled of, filled of milk and honey. But they doubted that he was able to give them the victory over the giants in the land. And he showed me how we must be like those two, Joshua and Caleb, and not like the ten, because he's given us a promise of hope and a future. Yes and amen, which, by the way, is still applicable today, right now. So it all comes down to this. Today, God spoke a profound and significant word that I believe is the culmination of each of the above references in this prophetic message. The theme being, God is willing and able. The question is, will we believe? Will we step out in faith and walk into a season and territory, the territory, that God has ordained for us as a body of Christ in this hour. Now, as we see the deep state shadow government elites gloating and reveling in what is perceived by them to be a victorious season, they're still celebrating the moment that they raided and pillaged the real president's home. And they continue to disseminate their lies and propaganda to push and promote their dark agenda. We must understand what's about to happen. The wicked and evil men, these wicked and evil men and women openly and it brazenly mock Yeshua. They mock God's prophets and they laugh at words of truth. They call what's good evil and what's evil good. They seek to deceive. They seek to celebrate the murder of the innocent and push every abomination imaginable on our society. They have no shame or morality and now openly share their wicked and demonic agenda as if there's nothing God's people can do to stop them. They came after our children and seek to defile them. Do you see this happening? They have touched God's anointed and touched the church. Don't touch the church. His precious bride. They have bowed before false gods and made idols of flesh. They think they can be like God. They say to one another, look at what we can do. Surely we are like God. They are guilty of the unforgivable sin. But God, woe to these who have intentionally and knowingly walked in a path of wickedness. Their sin has bubbled up all the way to heaven, and their stench has reached the nostrils of the Most High God. If they think they will get away with these things, they have no understanding of the way God works, because He is a just and holy God. His mercy has given them until this time to repent and to turn from their wicked ways. And I believe His time of patience is coming to an end. He is about to move. The lion has been released. God has heard the prayers of the righteous. He is a God of justice. He will not be mocked. Yeah, there shall be no other gods before the God of Israel. Not one. So what's next? 
Well, they'll do all they can to indict the rightful president in an attempt to parade their power and complete their mockery, but their time is short. They've already raided President Trump's home and persecuted his family more than anyone else in recent history. But make no mistake, what they do to him, they do to the people. They do to us. They mock the millions who voted for him and have attempted the greatest theft of this era. Their crimes have reached the courts of heaven and a guilty verdict is coming down soon. Listen, oh wicked and unruly people. Anything you do against the people of God or his anointed will boomerang back on you. If you indict, you will be indicted. Whatever you attempt to do against God's people or his anointed will be done to you. If you arrest, you will be arrested. You are cursed by your evil doings. No matter what you try to do, it will not prevail. Unless you repent, you will see the judgment in hand of the one and only true God. His hand will move swiftly. It will be a suddenly. They will say, surely the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the one and only true God. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Justice is coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Listen, friends. Truth is truth. There's not his truth or her truth. There's the truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son, Jesus Christ. They try to say man can be a woman, or woman can be a man, or this can be that, or that can be this. They push all these wicked things. But don't think for a minute that the God of heaven and earth doesn't see what they're doing. They mock us. They mock God. You shall not mock God and get away with it. Let me tell you that. God sees and knows all. And like I said in that word, he's a just God. and I believe his spirit is moving right now. And so we can't lose hope. And that's what we're going to talk about in the broadcast today is being remnant warriors means being like Gideon's 300. We're willing to take our position and stand. Stand on the truth of the word of God. This isn't about Donald Trump. I've said that so many times. Listen, he's a man. I'm a man. We're all flawed individuals, but God has a specific plan, and he uses specific individuals for his glory. All glory to God. I don't worship any man. I worship the one and only true God, and I know that the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that his word does not return back void. Listen, when I died, I basically died. I got stabbed nine times, went into the presence of the Lord. I was in this white presence. I can't fully describe it. But God spared my life for a reason. That's to tell the people that he is real. And he's about to move, friends. He's about to move. Hold on. One more round. The end is not yet. We'll be right back with the Todd Coconato Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And I am super excited about our next guest, John and Jolene Hamill. They are passionate followers of Jesus. They love to share his heart and his word. And by the way, this is not just nationally, it's internationally through ministry and media. And they are the founders of Lamplight Ministries. And they reside in Pentagon City, which is right in Metro Washington, D.C. There's so many things I could talk about with these amazing two, but that's what we're going to discuss on the program. So, John and Jolene, welcome. Hey, Todd, hey, great to be with nice you. Nice to meet you. We are so excited to have you here, and I know that you've been going all around the country. First of all, how is it, what is it like being in D.C. these days? Because I know it's a very busy area. There's a lot going on down there. What's the spiritual environment right now in Washington, D.C.? You know, people ask that all the time, and 
what's really unusual about my answer is it's not nearly as intense as it was during the Trump years. Ah, okay. Because there's not a lot of resistance to what the current president and the current administration is doing. You can feel the uh, oppression in the atmosphere, but really it's it's relatively peaceful and unfortunately that's not okay we got to stir some things up because we're going headlong in the wrong direction but at least we have peace and you know uh that's got to change yeah you know i always think about like the the frog that's in the boiling water you know it's like uh he doesn't know he's boiling so it's like it seems like there's less warfare there's less resistance but really he's boiling so really good really good analogy so tell us a little bit about the ministry and what you guys are up to because i know you're out there you know you're seeing god moving in the united states and, and internationally as well what's the lord up to uh, you know a lot of people are very discouraged right now they watch the mainstream corporate media they hear a lot of doom and gloom and they're very discouraged by what's going on so what 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 is the lord showing you well i'll tell you we have had such a download from the lord that is laying the tracks for our future and it is a very hopeful future the challenge is that we've got to rise to meet this occasion god wants to bring a national turnaround yes we've written a book todd called turnaround decrees yes uh, that literally lays out uh, God's vision for the United States and how we can partner with him to see that dream come to pass. And, and it's, it's obtainable. God is with us to bring it forward. We're seeing the move of the Holy Spirit in ways that we have not seen in years. Yes. So it's not like he's at a distance right now. He's very, very present. His hand is with us. His, his heart is with us. His face he's making his countenance his face shine upon us i'll give you a great example of that um you know we've been praying for 20 odd years for the overthrow of roe v wade right yes Yes. and nationally legalized abortion shifting from a covenant with death empowering a culture of death to a covenant of life empowering a culture of life that's what god wants to give us and i just thought it was extraordinary that the supreme court justices released that verdict on 624. Yeah. Why is that significant, 624? Well, the Lord began to to show me that, that during the pandemic and during the whole time during the pandemic, everyone was singing the same blessing song. And it actually is is from 624. Number 624. Number 624. Uh. And Carrie Job and others, everywhere you went, you saw that blessing song, I'll bless your children and your children's yes. children. And the Lord really spoke to us that that was forerunning exactly, even during the pandemic when everything was confusing, God was forming a blessing over America that actually came to pass on 624 and we thought that was profound huge number 624 is the high priest blessing the lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you give us peace lift up his countenance upon you i mean it it give us his shalom his peace so i mean it's an amazing amazing passage and the very fact that they decided to release it uh at that date was extraordinary a yes. month and a half earlier when it was leaked, the very weekend it leaked, we actually were in a, a conference with uh, some friend of ours and three of us saw 
literally with our own eyes, an angel of the Lord blowing a trumpet over mm. Washington, D.C. Come on. I, I mean, that's a little bit edgy, I think, but the manifest presence and power of God was there in a way that it has not been there in a long time. You know the difference yep. when he shows up. Yep. And three of us saw an angel blowing a trumpet, had no idea why the angel was blowing the trumpet at a, at a gathering at a church called the Gate DC. So an angel was at the gate. Come on. We found out two days later about the leaked verdict declaring the overthrow of nationally legalized abortion. I believe that has opened up a way for us, Todd, yes. for us to see the turnaround that the Lord desires, both for us and for our children. That's right. We've talked about this because the Lord is a good father. And so, you know, this thing was hanging over our country. Now, we know that it's still at the state level and there's still abortion. The fight is not done. But the fact yeah. that that the, the federal government has now released this to the states and it's no longer we're not sending this policy abroad we're not forcing this upon other countries in our policy like we've been doing for so many years there's been a shift and so for a good father he wants to bless this nation but i think that was an impediment a major impediment uh, from him doing that so this has shifted and changed everything it's a game changer now the crazy thing about it is there's some ministries and some churches didn't even say anything it was like nothing after, you know, 50 years of praying. And that was shocking to me. What did you guys think about that when, when some people didn't even want to talk about it? In fact, they were discouraging Christians from talking about it. Yeah, well, hey, we're in a, a, a culture right now, a, a cancel culture, where everybody is scared that their uh, ministry or their business is going to be marginalized when they step out for biblical values. Yeah. And listen, as long as we accept these limitations instead of actively resist these limitations, they're going to be imposed at a greater and greater and greater level. That's right. We have got to take a stand. If we don't take a stand now, we lose the very liberties that our forefathers lived and died to gain for us. You're my kind of people. I can tell that right now. <laughs> wow. My audience is like, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, this is the thing, though. I mean, it, it's a spiritual battle. It's not a, a, you know, it's not flesh and blood. It's strongholds and principalities. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We know this. People try to say these types of things are political. They're political. Stay out of them. They're spiritual. And, and we have to speak. I mean, in the Ten Commandments, it says thou shall not murder. Right. So, uh, you know, explain that to, to those that may not understand and why this is a spiritual matter. Well, it's a spiritual matter first, again, because we first align with God's heart and his covenant. Yes. And when we fail to align with his covenant, we're outside the boundaries of God's covenant. It opens up the door for the oppression, for the subjugation, for the uh, uh, idolatry that and, and the mass confusion of identity that we're seeing across the nation. That's right. And so in order for us to get to the place where the hand of God is blessing us again, we have got to return. One of the key words for turnaround in Hebrew is the word return, That's repent right. and return so that your sins will be washed away. Yes. It's the Hebrew word uh, teshuva. Yes. And we as the body of Christ have got to repent for our own subjugation uh, uh, and toleration of subjugation. We have a culture that is anti-Christ. We have a governmental structure that is increasingly intentionally anti-Christ in nature. That's right. But our nation was founded by covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay right and there for one second, John. We got to come back. Hold that thought. Very important. This is the Todd Cognato Show. ToddCognato.com. 
the remnant. We got John and Jolene Hamill, awesome people of God. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Todd Cognato Show. We are back. Very excited with this power couple who, they're remnant warriors. They get it. And their book is amazing. We're talking a little bit more about their book, John and Jolene Hamill. And uh, we are back for a 14-minute segment. We really want to get into this whole thing. So you're talking, you were saying some things before the break, John, that I really believe you need to speak out. So if you remember what you were saying, why don't you continue on there? Yeah, well, I mean, it's really important if we're going to see the turnaround that ensures God's continued blessing for our sons and daughters and the perpetuation of freedom in our nation for our sons and daughters, we have to understand that God is a God who keeps covenant. Yes. And our nation was established by covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ without any idolatry. Our founders dedicated our land to Christ and uh, when we stray from that covenant, we are straying from the covenant protection that he gives us. Everything that we want in, in life for ourselves and our family is secured through covenant. That's right. And, and I believe that the repentance and repudiation of nationally legalized abortion by the U.S. Supreme Court is the most dramatic act of repentance to realign with God's original intentions for our land. I mean, even look at the Declaration of Independence, Todd. We hold these truths to be self-evident yep. that all men are created equal, yep. that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Back in the 1860s, the, the Civil War was fought over uh, whether black people or Hispanic people or Asian people counted as people. Yep. But nobody was debating that all men and women are created by God. This time around, the Civil War regarding abortion is over whether we are created by God or whether life begins at birth. And obviously, from God's perspective, life begins at creation. That's what our founders instilled even into our original documents. If we fail to live up to these original documents that validated our existence, we're literally going to see the dissolution of America as we know it. We have the opportunity to turn yes. and see the blessing perpetuated for our sons and daughters. Amen to that. You know, uh, this this question comes up a lot because, you know, we talk about repentance, the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, how we need to talk about these things that for many years, it seems like they were not popular to talk about in the church. I don't know how it got like that because they're like core Christian doctrine. Uh, but, you know, repentance, let's talk about that. In your opinion, you know, we, I was at the return in D.C. I'm sure you guys were probably there. You watched it, you know. And, yeah, we sure were. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, the thing is, I left the area where the speakers were, and I walked out onto that mall and w just met people for hours and prayed with people for hours. And it was, there were so many people weeping and repenting and calling upon the name of the Lord. So, you know, I'm kind of conflicted in whether, you know, people say, has America repented? Has that, you know, I believe the righteous remnant has repented. I believe most of our listeners, if not all of our listeners, have repented. But there's a large portion that hasn't repented. So has America repented? Are we there yet? Are we in process? What do you, what say you on that? <laughs> what say you on that? <laughs> right, <laughs> You're a good question, right? <laughs> well, we do believe that the remnant has definitely repented. Yes. And we do believe that God is hearing the cries of our heart about it. But I do believe that, that Psalm 50 says we have to make a co 
Gather those of my saints who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Come on. I think part of the issue that's going on is so many people are not willing to get out of their comfort zone. They're not willing to go up. We have to go up against what the government's saying. Daniel in uh, Daniel 7, they made a law that he couldn't, he had to bow down and he couldn't speak. It says right in that scripture, he opened up his windows and he declared louder. Straight, he put his face straight towards them and declared them. Those are the kind of people that the Lord is looking for yes. in this hour. We don't believe you need a huge amount of people to repent. Yes. We believe you need those that have the Lord's heart to tell others to repent, and then they need to join along. And, and this is a real key thing here. You know, as, as the Lord, uh, we have come into covenant, our forefathers came into covenant with the Lord. Covenants established seats or thrones of government. We invited God to rule this nation when we dedicated it to him, right. our forefathers. Did. That's right. So here's back in uh, 2019, um, I had a prophetic experience in Jerusalem where the Lord gave me Isaiah 6. I was overlooking the Temple Mount. And I, the Lord literally in the spirit gave me Isaiah 6, and I began to read. And Isaiah was in the temple praying yeah. after, in the year King Uzziah died. That's right. The year I saw the Lord seated on the throne. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he saw the Lord seated on the throne when the natural ruler was taken out. And he was an intercessor. Isaiah was an intercessor for that king, King Uzziah. Yes. So in the year King Uzziah died, he was grieving. He was challenged. He had lost his bearings a little bit, but he was still in the temple praying. And that's when God opened up the windows of heaven and unveiled his unshakable throne. And that's really where we've been for these past couple of years. Yes. And, and when each, Isaiah was the highest prophet in the land, but he literally, when he encountered God, he said, I'm undone. Mm. I need to repent. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips because my eyes have seen the Lord of hosts. Yes. That, that's kind of where we are right now. It doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. Yes. Uh, doesn't matter what your socioeconomic status is. You are in a place where the Lord is opening the vista to his glory that's right and in the process bringing a holy conviction of where you and i have sinned against him and a lot of it has to do with with what's come out of our mouths towards him and towards each other that's right so i feel like it's a, at a very personal level at least with all my friends i mean uh, the, the magnitude, the depth of repentance is very encouraging. Yes. And I think this is just preparing the way for what the Lord wants to do. We do know that there is a supernatural force that is trying to take over the United States and use it as a platform for a global governmental structure. Yep. That's what I believe anyway. It's true. But our founders, when they came into covenant with God, they literally consecrated this land as a beachhead against antichrist dictatorship. That's what they were fleeing when they came over here. Yes. The pilgrims, the Huguenots, many, many more. 
Yes. And I believe God's going to hold fast to his covenant with us as we align with him, and we will see that Antichrist spirit restrained. Come on. I love this. You know, I love that you mentioned Israel. Uh, Rabbi Kurt Landry is a good friend of mine. He was uh, just talking. Oh, we love Rabbi Landry. Yeah, amazing man of God. And he. I don't know if you guys have heard the Truman blessing that he talks about. Have you heard about that at all? You got to check out the Truman blessing. Okay, so what, what the Lord revealed to him was that during the time of President Truman, during that era, you know, the United States was very, very influential in the forming of Israel as a state, again, you know. And so we have a, a blessing that we have not really, for lack of a better word, called, called in that blessing yet, you know, but that is available to us. And so he's going around speaking to very influential people and releasing the Truman blessing. And I love that that includes Israel because that I think Israel and the key of David is a very important faction in this whole Absolutely. thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I love what you're saying. Repentance, Israel, you know, turning our hearts back to the Father, restoring the foundations. These are all pivotal. The covenant that was made. Now, a lot of people try to rewrite history and they say, well, America is really this awful place. And, you know, there wasn't any covenant. But, you know, I think of it like this. Israel was chosen by God, but, but God chose Israel. Uh, I mean, by Americans chose God. We made a covenant. Our our forefathers made a covenant with God. And so that's what's so important about America and, and this nation. And I believe that that can be restored. And of course, we have baggage and skeletons in our closet, just like everybody does. But the, the foundation of America, though, was biblical morality and, and biblical values. And so that's what I believe. And so that's what your book is basically talking about, covenants and, and all these different kind of explain why we have to speak words of life and why life and death are in the power of the tongue. And, and I know you go through that in your book. We do. We do go through that in our book. And um, with life and death being in the power of the tongue, we have to be stewards of our own hearts. And what comes out of our mouth reveals our hearts. You just had a word about that with God dealing with our hearts. Yeah, the Lord gave me a word just recently. He said, I'm about to get to the bottom of it. Come on. And when I asked the Lord, what is the bottom of it? He said, I need my people to see what's at the bottom of their heart, that they have a, a lot of unforgiveness. They have a lot of betrayal towards each other, that we have a lot of sin and unforgiveness that we haven't repented of. And it has clogged up our heart in a way that that we don't love the way we need to love and we I don't love you from the bottom of my heart well then what's at the bottom of your heart <laughs> right. that's scary. a good one and jesus said to me i love you from the bottom of my heart but you're the bottom of your heart is so clogged up with things the love i need you to have even for your own calling and the lord has shown me, even yesterday, I ministered on us needing to get rid of comfort, needing yes. to get rid of what is at the bottom of our heart that's preventing us from moving forward in what we need to do in this hour. It is an all hands on deck yes, hour, and our hearts need to be clean. That's if, right. If we're not cleansed to the extent that love is flowing, then we're out of the game Yep. no matter what. And, yep. and I think that's what God brought Isaiah through in Isaiah 6. It's that process, take the coals, cleanse my lips, Lord. Yes. He saw the iniquity of his lips that was 
directly attributed to his defiled speech. And we have been taught in this cancel culture to cancel each other instead of empower each other, find the best in each other and build that up. Even in the body of Christ, we've become so divided. The Lord is bringing a supernatural unity yes. by the Holy Spirit. It's it's here and it's coming at a much greater level. We are going to see that unity, and we're going to see that synergy with him and in him with each other. Yes, I love it, because you, you can find someone like yourself, and, and we have not really talked, I mean, just a little bit through email and things like that, but yet I'm tracking 100% because I know that you're getting the same, I mean, it's amazing to me. I, you know, I've never really seen, I mean, I've seen this to some extent in the ministry for over 20 years, but not at this level where it's like, you're literally hitting, I mean, Isaiah six, you know, I was stabbed nine times in Los Angeles, almost died. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that was like my Damascus oh. road encounter, uh, you know, two years in the Lord after I just give my heart to the Lord, this happens. I was a child actor. It's a long story, uh, but God completely redeemed my life and set me on a path that just total different direction, went into the presence of the Lord. And that Isaiah six is so key and pivotal because I had a very similar experience when you're in the presence of the Lord, basically all you can say is send me Lord, because it, you're so overwhelmed. And so, in, I mean, it's like, oh my goodness, this is real, you know? And so the Lord basically yeah. said two things. He says, you got to tell the people that I'm real and you got to stay on fire for me. And I said, yes, Lord. And the minute I said, yes, Lord, I woke up in a, a Granada Hills, California in the emergency room. And the woman looked at me and she said, you should not be alive. You should be dead. You know, so, uh, it, and that's a very short version of a long story, but you know, that was many, many years ago now, but you know, I, I will never forget that because I was undone in the presence of the Lord. Uh, John and Jolene, amazing. Do you guys have like five more minutes or you got to go? Yep, we do. Okay, because we got to go to another commercial break here, but I want to just finish this conversation up. And when we get back, maybe we can talk about Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal versus the prophets of God. I feel like we're We'd at this. Come on, we're at this <laughs> defining moment, you know. And it's like the prophets of God versus the prophets of Baal. We're calling them out, and I believe it. It's literally Mount Carmel 2.0, and we're going to see a great victory. The lion is coming. He's about to roar. I'm telling you. And so, don't be doom and gloom. Don't be discouraged. I know it can be easy to get into that but god is on the move he's not done with america we'll be right back toddcoconado.com todd coconado show the remnant we have john and jolene we'll be right back one church town there's a golden road to a whole lot nothing got a deed to the land but it ain't my crown this is god all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last segment, but I wanted to invite John and Jolene back because this is just such a good conversation. So amazing. It's so awesome when you find fellow remnant warriors out there that are just standing and, and understand they get it. They understand the battle. It's like so easy compared to like when these other people try to argue all this stuff. So bless you. Thank you, John and Jolene. My goodness. Um, okay, we got about a 10 minute segment here. And I want to just talk about, so we were, we were mentioning the prophets of Baal versus the prophets of God. And we're at this Mount Carmel 2.0. I like to call the mainstream corporate media the modern day prophets of Baal because a lot yeah, of, no, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Christians, unfortunately, that really are hooked in and they're listening to this stuff. And they're just, they, they come at pastor. I'm so depressed. I'm oppressed. I'm down. So what would you say uh, to those people? And what's God talking to you about this kind of stuff? Well, it's, it's really an interesting time. When you bring up Elijah and you bring up the prophets of Baal, you know, the prophets of Baal ate at Jezebel's table, right? Yes. Bring me all the prophets, Elijah said. The prophets of Baal who have been eating at Jezebel's table. The prophets of God were scattered. Yes. 
They were being marginalized intentionally by Jezebel. Jezebel wanted to create a transnational governmental structure right. that was under the enveloping oppression of Baal. Yes. Her name, Jezebel, means married to Baal. Wow. And that transnational alliance brought together Syria and Israel under the auspices of Baal worship. The prophets of Baal were eating at Jezebel's table. What that means is the taxpayers of Israel were paying for the provision that empowered the prophets of Baal to continue their influence over Israelite society, even in a time of famine. Where are the streams of resources going to fund the prophets of Baal today? And who is funding them? How, how is national government and local government partnering to empower all the wrong forces that are anti-God, anti-covenant? Yes. You know, and, and Elijah, he, he said, as surely as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I live, no rain or dew all these years except at my word. And boom, there was no rain nor dew. And, and, but the prophets of Baal continued to flourish yep. at the expense of the very taxpayers who were suffering. That's kind of where we are today. I, I also look at Naboth. Have you ever studied Naboth and Naboth's vineyard? Yes, very good point. Yep. The word Naboth means prophetic words. And so his vineyard was literally called the vineyard of prophetic destiny, the vineyard of prophetic words. And that's why Jezebel was so strong. She saw destiny embedded in that vineyard yes. in, in Jezreel. And she went after it. And how did she go after it? She went after the possession of the vineyard by using the social media of their day to completely fabricate lies against Naboth mm. so that the, the people would overthrow Naboth and she'd be free to take the vineyard. Yes. That's exactly what's going on today with mainstream media, fabricating lies, perpetuating extraordinary injustices. I, you can just look at the, the situation with Donald Trump yep. and I'm not saying that it's he was right in you know keeping these documents, but how is it that the full force of the FBI is going after Donald Trump while the same full force of the FBI is protecting Hunter Biden right. when his laptop absolutely gives evidence of clear corruption on an international level tied to China, tied to Ukraine, and that's the least of it. That's right. I, I mean, it's just extraordinary. So we see the bias, we see the, the Jezebel forces in action to marginalize who they want to marginalize and protect those who are clearly corrupt in their corruption. Yes. Now, that's got to change. And when Elijah comes on the scene, everything turns. We actually share about Elijah versus the prophets of Baal Come on. in our book, Turnaround Decrees. Yes. And you and I have a mutual affection for lion so yes. you can just see the lion roaring <laughs> here off. he is decreeing turnaround for the united states of america he's going to take what satan is meant for evil and turn it for good and it's time for the spirit and power of elijah to arise again in our land Whew. it's already happening 
Yes, and you know what I was thinking too is the two spies. You know, they looked at the giants. They said, you know, uh, but we know the God that we serve. The ten looked at yeah. the giants. Said they're fortified. We can't beat. We are in a situation right now where I believe God wants to take us into the promised land. See a greatest revival in the history of man. You know, before He returns, and we're already seeing the. I think the precursor to this. It's already begun. But we've got to be yeah. like the two and not like the ten. Right? Am I wrong on that? Absolutely. And and this goes back to where we started with the conversation about abortion being overthrown because Isaiah 28 says, I will sweep away their refuge of lies. I will take their false covering off the nation. And we believe that's why it was such a pivotal point when abortion got overturned because their refuge of lies, their covering over what they've done has opened this window for us to be able to, the Lord gave me a word yesterday about how even the feminine side and women Many times in the Bible have invited the enemy into their tent. J.L. invited the enemy in. Esther invited Haman to come to the feast. The Lord is bringing the principalities and powers directly to us because their covering is uncovered. And we are in a season right now that we're inviting them to come to us because it's time for the giants to come down in the land. And and with Isaiah 28, what it, it actually says is your covenant with death and hell shall be annulled. And for this reason, the occult structure that was empowered as a false covering to cover over corruption, when that covenant with death and hell is annulled, all of a sudden, that occult covering and that occult oppression loses its hold. And what's been kept under wraps gets exposed. That's the Bible. That is Isaiah 28. We have seen that on a national level. The covenant with death and hell has been annulled. And we now can see the the corruption that has become embedded within the core of our government that was hidden over by these dark forces. We can see them restrained. And just as in the days of Elijah, we can see an entire nation, I believe, turned back to God. That's right. That's where we are right now. Yes, come out from among them, right? I mean, come on, you know, get out of the Babylon system. (laughs) We just wrote, Todd, a a divorce decree from Babylon. There you go. Come out from among them and (laughs) be separate. This is amazing. My my forefathers, the pilgrims, I'm a descendant of the pilgrims, and they launched their journey on 722 to the new world. Daniel 7.22 is a verdict of justice in favor of the saints, restraining the beast and releasing the saints to possess the kingdom. That's what the book Turnaround Decrees is all about. And they considered the religious political structure of their day that was persecuting and and persecuting them. They they said that's Babylon and we are coming out from among them and being separate. I felt like we should write a declaration of independence from Babylon. Yes. And call and compel the body of Christ out of the Babylonian structure to return to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's really where we are. It is, and Elijah, of course, the prophets of Baal were essentially the prophets of Babylon. That's right. Baal is a strong man of Babylon. The Bible says in Jeremiah 51 44, I will punish Baal in Babylon and cause the things that he has swallowed or stolen to be 
cough back up. Yes. And that's where we are right now. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. I could literally talk mm-hmm. about this for another hour. We got about a minute left here. F- tell the hey. folks how they can find your uh, book, where they can go to find your website, all the things that you guys are doing in the ministry. Yeah, sure. Our book, Turnaround Decrees, uh, it is um, on Amazon, but the best place to get it is right at our website, lamplighterministries.net. Um, we also have uh, a, a website called Turnaround Tuesday. We are mobilizing the nation to pray for our sons and daughters. That's the spirit of Elijah in action, restoring the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers. We want to connect with you guys. We want to stay connected. And we are seeing a spiritual revolution that overthrows yes. the false governmental structure trying to take us over. We can see freedom perpetuated in our land. That's right. I am fired up from today's interview. Let me tell you, go out there, get this book. I'm going to get this book. I want to read this. This is the kind of book we should be reading. Uh, These are the kind of folks we should be listening to. Don't listen to the doom and gloom. Uh, Let's just go ahead and pray before we go. Uh, Father, I just thank you so much for the amazing uh, conversation that we've had with John and Jolene Hamill today. And I just pray for your favor on them and anybody that's listening, Lord, let these words be sealed in Jesus name and we just declare and decree that our nation shall be a Nineveh not a Sodom and Gomorrah and that we will see the greatest move of your Holy Spirit than we've ever seen in the history of the world before you return and anybody that's discouraged today I pray that they would find strength in you in Jesus name amen ladies and gentlemen this is the Todd Coconato show we love you we bless you we'll be back next time All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast today. This is the podcast version of the Todd Coconato Show, The Remnant, and I'm so thankful. Listen, God has continued to do something with this broadcast. It's going all around the world. There's there's some really cool things that are happening. Many people are writing us. Uh, we're just a small ministry, but God has given us an amazing territory expansion in this last season. And so if you would please pray about becoming a partner. We have production needs. We have all different you know we do the sunday service we're out there during the week with the religious liberty coalition standing for religious liberty and freedom i call it the trifecta we got the rlc the religious liberty coalition we have remnant.news which puts out true news real news uh, that others won't talk about it gives us that platform to do that when we need to and then of course we have todd coconut ministries which uh, just this last week on the Sunday service, we had 27 people reach out and say that they accepted Jesus. That's just the people that reach out. Uh, Obviously, we know there's more people. We get many, many letters and emails and uh, people asking for prayer. They're telling us about breakthroughs that have happened. And I only say these things, not to brag, but just so you understand the the different things that are happening. And we we continue to pray that God will uh, fulfill. I believe he's going to the vision of Remnant Revival Centers and all different things that are going to be happening because God is putting together an underground railroad for his remnant and he is preparing us for a time as this to go into the next season of uh, really evangelizing and evangelizing this world before he returns. He's told us to occupy until he comes. So that's what we're going to do. So thank you for tuning in. Please pray about being a partner. Pray for us as well. We need your prayers. We need your prayers. Uh, thank you for your prayers. And if I can't, you know, personally thank each and every one of you, I'm so sorry. I want to very badly, but please understand, it's just we're, we're having to prioritize our time. It doesn't mean that you're not important, though. You are important. If you if you call with a, an urgent need, you, you better believe we're going to get back to you. Uh, but, you know, we're having to prioritize. I only have so much time in a day, and i got to spend time with my family. I know you get it. 
So anyway, I love you and I appreciate you and I'm thankful for you, the Remnant Warriors, the Gideons 300, those that are truly the backbone of this ministry. You are allowing God to move in a way that we can't even describe. And so hold on, hold the line, stand. We are here. We're not going anywhere. We love you. We appreciate you. If you feel led to give and support, please go to toddcoconato.com slash give. Or if you can't remember that, just go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org, and you can see right there on the right-hand side, it says give, and uh, you can become a monthly partner. That would help us tremendously. We need to, you know, pool our resources in this time because it's a challenging time financially, but we know that God is going to get us through exceedingly and abundantly. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And by the way, when you tie to this ministry, not only is it tax deductible, but I also believe that it will pour back into your own financial situation because the Bible says, test me in this. In Malachi, literally bring the tithes to the storehouse. Jesus even talked about this. And so there is a uh, something that happens when you trust God and you give him his 10%, something happens in return. He expands your financial territory and blessing. I always say tithing is like an insurance policy on your finances. So thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll be back.